here's the real question. How do serious MLMers who don't want to bug their friends and families and who want to make big money and grow a six-figure plus home business, how do we recruit people just like us, people who are action takers, into our downline, creating extra income, and yet still have the time freedom to go live our lives? That's the number one question, and this podcast is going to answer that. My name is Sarah Elizabeth, and welcome to the Big Money MLM Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Big Money MLM. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and I am excited to bring on our, our guest speaker today. His name is Luis Ugaldi. Oh. Awesome, and glad to be here. Super glad to be here. <laughs> well, it's Hope great to have you on the show. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what part of the country, uh, where do you live? I live in Western Florida, uh, Western, yeah, South Florida. So, uh, you know, I always tell people I'm, I'm a Texas boy, grew up right on the border. Uh, but my wife cast out the line, I bit the hook, and then she reeled it into Florida. So I've been a Floridian for 10 years now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, I actually live in Florida as well. We uh, moved down here probably around like four or five years ago. Yeah, we moved down here when my brother graduated yeah. high school. So we were we were originally from Maryland and we're just like, you know what, we're tired of this wow. cold weather. So yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we, we're loving it here. We love waking up to palm trees and... It's like waking up in paradise every morning, absolutely. Exactly, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just jump right in. Um, so I have a question for you, Luis. Um, so what sure. made you choose to do, decide to do MLM or network marketing? Um, well, it, it's, um, you know, I never necessarily decided to do MLM. I was uh, I was working at the University of Miami in the pulmonary department uh, when somebody would die and donate the organs to science. I was the guy doing the science. Um, but at my church, um, the, the guy who's now my mentor did a workshop on money and finance. And I'm, you know, in, in a, um, you know, our, our company teaches that. And I was blown away. I said, Why? like, you know, let's let's face it, if, if anybody listening right now, even though we're perfect strangers, the one thing we all have in common is we use money. And so I honestly thought I was taking advantage of the company by paying my fees in order to learn about money. And I was just going to take all that knowledge and run away. You know, that was my goal. Um, and, uh, and so I ended up making about 16 grand my first year part time. And, um, you know, which is not a lot of money, but when you're 23, your job is taking care of your bills. And, you know, I was about to get married. My wife and I were able to save some money, have some fun. Um, you know, to me, that was heaven. And, and I started, that started to switch my mind when I started to see, uh, I had a scholarship to do, to, to, to go to uh, medical school. And I started to see the person who would be my mentor in medical school having, uh, you know, pretty good money, but no time, you know, forgot his kids' birthdays, um, you know, all those kinds of things. And then the mentor in, in, in business, uh, you know, when his kid wanted um, to, to learn how to pole vault, he built a pole vaulting whatever arena or whatever you call it for his kid to, to learn how to do that. He would, you know, when his kid, uh, his kid broke a whole bunch of uh, passing records in the state of Florida for, as a high school quarterback, he hired the top coach at, uh, for, for a quarterback at, you know, at the like uh, professional level to coach his high school kid. So I was seeing options and choices where the money might've been pretty close to the same. Uh, you know, uh, I was working with a pulmonologist making a lot of money. Um, but this lifestyle was totally different. One of them, one of those people had options and choices. One of them, um, you know, uh, had a business that where if he left, honestly, the business would probably grow because he'd stop, you know, distracting his reps from producing out there. And the other one, if he left, uh, his income stopped because unless his hands were inside of a, you know, uh, inside of a surgery, um, you know, working, 
he wasn't making money. And so, uh, so that really started to open my eyes to it. And, and I really wanted to grow a business. And then when I found out that I could recruit, train and develop, you know, people to work with me, to me, that was amazing. You know, I, I honestly, um, you know, I didn't make a penny recruiting anybody for two years. All I did was help people with my products and services. And uh, I almost broke 30 grand part time in income just helping people with, with what we do. And, uh, and I said, um, you know, I was voted the guy to be most likely to not public speak in high school. Uh, any friends that ever hear me now, they're like, that is not the Luis I remember. <laughs> but I learned to be passionate about this because at the end of the day, when you see something that people need and, uh, and you know, I was saving people money, people were saying thank you. Um, you know, th that to me was just, just awesome. You know, it, so, so that really got me excited about, about uh, growing a business. And I really like I really like your story because a lot of people uh, traditionally when they get into network marketing or MLM it's all kind of like for the money like they don't they might have like you know minimum wage jobs and they just really want to get out of get financially freedom but yours is your story is kind of unique because yours was more about the life freedom and having control of your own life and not your life controlling you like you were you sound like you're Correct. a family man you want to be with your family you want to live your life you just don't want to granted have all the money because I love I love I guess people say that you're you're financially if you're okay so you're wealthy when you have time freedom like you're wealthy mm -hmm. when you can control your own life just because well, you have enough you can make money a, a bunch of ways you just can't make any more time you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, and so to me i mean i'm i'm a i love fishing my son and i will go out fishing all the time and i live in south florida which is the fishing mecca of the united states mm -hmm. and um you know, like to, to me, that's awesome. It's quality of time. I, I grew up with doctors as parents, and I and although my dad sacrificed a lot, you know, uh, to to be at my games, to be at you know, uh, I was I was a trombonist in high school when, you know, when I did things, he was there. It was a sacrifice to him, though, you know, and uh, and so I I realized, uh, in you know, if I was going to be a doctor, it was going to be. Uh, a, a lot more of the same, you know, and so um, this got me excited about that, about having freedom of time. And those moments you can't get back, like you can't get mm -hmm. those mo moments back with your son. That's just like a one-time totally. thing. Totally. Totally. Oh, 100%. 100%. You, you know, you see him now, he's like teaching, you know, 25-year-old uh, guys. I do, I, I'm involved with a ministry that helps uh, uh, take men out to, to, you know, we go hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff just to get guys, uh, you know, out there. And he's, he can teach most of them how to hook up, hook, you know, hook the bait. He's the one, he's the one leading some of that. That, that kind of stuff is just amazing, you know? So to, to me, that, that, that was, that's everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what they remember, too, as kids. When you grow up, they remember that you were always there for them during those times when you were growing up. And you, you, were, you were the guy. Mm -hmm. You were always there. So, and, that, and that makes a huge difference in their life as well. Um, so, then oh, what was the, so what was that moment where uh, it took you from a hobby to a career? Like, what was that thing that flipped the switch for you in taking your business more seriously? So, um, you know, I was, I was, um, I, I had a November where I, I made somewhere in the ballpark of like five grand helping people. And, um, and to me, that was, I was getting paid, even though I was going to go to medical school at the time, University of Miami was paying me 2000. I, I just did this in training for my reps yesterday, $2,082 and 65 cents once a month. That was my, my comp. And uh, although there's nothing wrong with any job, I would see people without a college degree, without mountains, um, you know, mountains of student loans, getting paid the same as I was working at the University of Miami, but they were doing something else. They were maybe just managing the lab for cleanup or, you know, whatever. And I thought, man, this is such a bait and switch. 
um, you know, really like, like I got gypped. Somebody told me I was going to be able to do all these wonderful things with this degree, all these wonderful things. And unless I get more college student loan debt, unless I get, you know, stuck into an even bigger hole, it's not going to be worth it. And so, um, after that November, I started to really think like, man, I can do this. Uh, you know, I, I, to me, I think it's incredibly important that as you're building your business, you know, if you're going to teach somebody to fish, you got to learn how to fish. And and I at that point I knew exactly how to fish. I knew I knew what to do to 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 generate you know production, and so um so I started to talk to my wife about it. And it's pretty funny because early on my wife was like, you know, you're in a pyramid, right? Like that's the, that's one of those scam things. And uh, she was not supportive. She was like, you better not give up that scholarship. And and you know you you know we're gonna we have this plan. And um and what I did is I took her on an appointment with a with a client and I don't know why God works the way He does but He lined it up where that client ended up being somebody who needed us desperately like she had the wrong kind of products she had she 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 um she experienced the death of her husband a few months back and her husband had the wrong kind of financial products so she was taken advantage of in a big way and she was just and my wife studies social work okay so. I, I joke, so I'm not trying to insult any social workers out there, but uh, I, I tell her she studied to be broke because social workers make no money and spend every bit of time in their job. And so, um, you know, I took her there and she saw that, yeah, I could make money, but I was also helping somebody. And, and uh, you know, when we left, the lady was in tears of how thankful, you know, that, that we were able to help her. Uh, she referred us to everybody and their mama, and and she said, "Okay, let's you know, give me one of those things where I join your business." You know, I, like that's all she said. Um, and then the second thing I did was um, I, I took her to an event um, right before that, actually, where uh, a speaker just you know uh, ha brought us happened to bring his wife, and uh, and his wife just said, "This is what my she, her his wife section was maybe five minutes long. She was super nervous to be on stage, but for five minutes she just shared, "This is what my life is like now after building a business." And, uh, and my wife was, that's what opened my, my, the, the, the eyes of my wife to say, okay, let's, let's take a look at this. Let's be serious about this. So, um, so, you know, once we were both in, uh, you know, again, going back to my number one, the reason I moved to Florida was to marry Regina. I, there was no other reason for me to move to Florida. The rest of my family was within a 20 mile radius of where everybody else is. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, so when I moved here, the purpose was for us to become a family. And so I wasn't willing to sacrifice that for money. That really was not it. But once she was in, I said, okay, let's run with this, you know, and, and, and we started running with it. And uh, very early on, thanks to, you know, um, a lot of times you hear in, 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 in network marketing, um, you know, smart people, um, you know, or too pretty people or whatever, you hear this saying, like, if you you can't think about it too much, but I, I'm a nerd. I, there's nothing I can do about that. And so I started to learn technology to where I could leverage getting my business out to people in areas I've never been and areas I had been, but I'm no longer there. And so I've been a Zoomy for years. I've used Zoom. So I have, I, we, we call in our op, in, in our company, we call them base shops. I have a base shop in, so a group of, of, of producers in Texas and, and in Florida and in a, a couple of other states because I was able to, I, I just said, okay, so, um, you know, I can start getting this in front of people um, that I have a warm, I didn't have a warm market when I got started. I got started, uh, in South Florida, knowing one person that was Regina and her mom, the night I signed my paperwork to get started, 
the her mom was buying the product from another rep from the same from our same company. So by the time I got to my warm market, it was done. You know, she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I just I just bought that and I gave him a bunch of referrals last night." I'm like, "What are you doing?" You know. And so um, I had no warm market. Um, in fact, uh, you know, this will give some people hope. Um, you know, my first appointment was a referral from uh, a friend of my wife's at work uh, because I just I couldn't talk about what I did at at work. You know, the the whole uh, people might think that you're you're trying to you know whatever do something while you're at work, and you know it was just I wasn't willing to risk it at that time. Um, thinking back, I probably should have, but but I wasn't, and and so I went to go see. Um, this lady and and when i walked into her home i did the presentation she says i love it that's awesome i want it and and i say okay give me one second okay i walk outside her house i call um i call my upline and i say hey this lady's ready to get started what do i do and and he says well fill out an application i go what okay where are the applications and they they go well they're in the office I said, okay. So I walk back in and I tell her, I said, I'm sorry, I won't be able to do it today. We're, we're out of applications, but I will be back tomorrow. And for, for, for um, kind of reference, that was in South Miami. My office was in, uh, or yeah, at the time was in Cooper City, which is an one county north. Okay. And I worked in at University of Miami, which is in Coral Gables. So I drove from University of Miami to my office the next day, back to her house to fill out the application. And at the bottom, it said, place the barcode right here so i say i'm sorry give me one second i step outside i call and I, and I say hey what's this barcode and i said well you you have to you know take this exam from her put it in the sealed envelope send it up and then put the barcode on the application and i go okay where are those barcodes and they and they said well in the office <laughs> and, and so i said okay so I walked, i'm sorry we ran out of barcodes so i will have to, and i did it again the next day and uh and, you know um and after that, she, I mean, that's probably the smallest commission I've ever made, but it was my first one and it built belief in me. It let me know that I was going to be able to do this thing and that it wasn't that tough. And so, um, you know, to me, once I knew that I could do it, anything else was just kind of dominoes falling over. You know, I was, I was on track. I, I knew I needed to get my wife on board. Uh, and, and once she was on board, I mean, it was just chains are off. You couldn't, you couldn't get me to, um, you know, look left or look right. I was like, like, uh, um, you know, kind of the, those horses, they put the blinders on. Yeah, that was me. And so, um, man, that, I, that's it. I don't know if I if I gave you more than you needed, but uh, <laughs> no, but it just, that, that gets me excited. Right? Hmm? No, it, and it's great, too, because a lot of people also struggle with, uh, you know, getting their uh, their spouse, their husband or their wife on board as well. And, you know, a lot of them do struggle with that battle, you know. They might not be as supportive. Some people are supportive, but they're kind of not really there, you know? And then it's like, once you have your buddy, your partner, then things just completely take off. And it's like you said, just taking the chains off and you're just like, go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And 100%. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have my buddy too. My buddy's my mother. <laughs> so I, and That's I kind of have a similar awesome. story to kind of like what you said, like when you're, when you come to your warm market, and stuff like that. My my mother is um, in network marketing, and so I've been in network marketing since I was as long as I can remember. My, like I'm saying, like six years old. So my whole life is surrounded by network marketing. So my whole, you know, when I decided to join, I was like 18 years old, and I was like, oh yeah, like I want to do this. Like you know, you see all the people walk on stage, and they, you know, all the all the stories. You're like, yeah, I want to do this. Like this is what I want to do. And so when uh, I turned 18. You know, it's like, okay, let's reach out to your warm market. And I was like, um, my warm market's already in network marketing. 
<laughs> yep. Like literally everyone I know is already in network marketing, so I have to learn, go out and make new friends. One hundred percent, and that's what it takes. And and you know, with the the world we live in today, it's super simple to make. Um, you know, I, I was just um uh you know I I have a kind of a system that I use for for some of the social media platforms. And if you get good at this, I mean, you could literally wake up and get 15, 20, 25, um, you know, uh, conversations started on, on social media. And then at that point, it's up to your skills. And, and if you're not good at, you know, uh, transitioning conversation to, an, uh, to a meeting and an appointment, just get good at it. And once you do that, then, um, you know, I don't know anybody really in, in my business that's built their business with their family. Um, I, I tell this to all my reps. Um, let, let's be real. We're the weirdos in our families. Mm -hmm. Like growing up, I was the weirdo. I was the guy that was like, um, you know, doing like, you know, climbing on a roof to see what, what would happen when you throw yourself off or, you know, uh, um, you know, like coming back home when the police were out looking for me. Um, you know, all the stuff that I, I was not, you know, I was never, I never did any, you know, any bad stuff. I never hurt anybody or anything like that, but I was just not the not the sit down and do your reading kind of you were outside the box kid, you know go back then to be the weirdo anymore yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i'm definitely not inside the box either i'm that person who's always getting into stuff i like to do my own experiments because i actually loved science as well so i'm kind of like the mad scientist <laughs> so i'm just kind of that person but it's 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 really fun i mean it makes life interesting it makes life great just to be that the extrovert i mean you are considered the weirdo but that's okay <laughs> and uh so uh, hey, hey ramsey says it weird, weird uh, normal broke say it one more time i said dave ramsey says it all the time you know weird rich normal broke exactly yep and i and, th and there's actually a saying uh, my mom says like <laughs> and i don't mean to offend, any offend anybody but it's like normal people suck <laughs> mm-hmm all right, so yep, my next yep. question for you, and this is a little bit of challenging. So what, oops, my goodness, I don't know what happened. Let's see if I can bring you back up here. No biggie. Okay, there you go. Sorry. There you okay. go. There you go. <laughs> so the next question I have for you is what makes you different and what makes you unique compared to the other uh, distributors, affiliates, or promoters in your company? And what are you offering that others aren't? Okay, it's um, a good question because I've actually recruited a lot of people just by stating this, you know, without even even telling them what it's all about. I, you know, um, uh, I, I spoke with somebody yesterday who, who, I mean, they literally told me, look, my uncle's in your company. And I said, no, all my family is already a client of yours. Who would I go talk to? I'm 21. My, you know, what I do is a responsibility product is financial services. So it requires somebody who's got a job like it. You know, it's not. Um, it, it requires somebody with some responsibility. I've always said, a twenty-one-year-old kid, no kids, no wife. They don't need what we what I do. You know, I, I have a different type of product set. And so, and I said, well, the the answer is, I teach my reps something that almost nobody else teaches, which is how to how to um, you know build your digital marketing chops. How to you know, I I I have a chart that I shared with uh, with some people in my company of where my prospects came from. Uh, out of my direct recruits, right? So out of the people I personally spoke with, I personally have recruited so far this year, and there's still a couple of days left, so it won't end there, okay? Uh, I've personally recruited 40 directs. For, so 40 people direct to me. That's not counting anybody that we've recruited for them. And uh, out of the 40, 
42% have come from uh, learning how to use Facebook and marketing on Facebook. Uh, 25% have come from LinkedIn. Uh, something small like 10 or 15% have come from Instagram, which I'm still learning, but I will figure out. Mm -hmm. and, only, and, and whatever's left is what came from you know, what most traditional network marketing companies would call prospecting. And so, so I've always told people that I work with, I say, the thing you'll get from me is you'll actually learn skills that allow you to attract people to you so that you can, um, you know, uh, cut down uh, the, the time that it takes to find the yeses. You'll still get no's. But, you know, with, with the model I've, that, that we have in our system, uh, essentially, all the no's uh, don't. And so when, when a new rep uh, initiates a conversation with the, with the techniques that we've taught them, they initiate a conversation on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on, on Instagram, wherever it is, then they lead that person to a, uh, an automated webinar. And inside of that automated webinar, the, the, the prospect is allowed to say, I'm interested or I'm not, or they just jump off, which means they're not. And so now my reps are only meeting with highly interested or maybe. Right. Like like if you watched a 30 to 40 minute video about what I do and you book a meeting to say, no, there's something totally wrong with you. We don't even <laughs> want to know who you are. Right? But, right. but if you're booking a meeting because you have questions, which is awesome. Well, I love questions. Listen, I, I've always said if you knew what I knew, what I knew, you would do what I do. Because um, I really believe in, in our in what you know what our company preaches, and so if you knew what you what I knew, you would do what I do. So let me tell you what I do. If you didn't get it from the video, no big deal. Let's build a relationship together. Let's talk, and you'll likely you know want to get involved. And so what that's done is a couple things. Number one, I t I said it earlier is it's giving me a lot more time with family because now all the no's are going to a to a video. I'm not I'm not having to deal with no's. And then all the yeses I'm meeting with, but I want to meet with them because they're 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 hot prospects. They're they're ready to get started. And when they get started, you know, we still uh, we we do something called field training, which is where we still train them in their warm market, uh, because again, what what we do requires some level of skill. But it's a no pressure scenario. It's like, look, we just need them to let you practice with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you know, I found you know out of uh, so like the last person I field trained. Um, you know, um, 21 practice appointments out of 21 people, how many of them do you think became clients? At least half. No. 20. Wow. That's awesome. So 20, 20 people became clients. So I know that if we put our presentation in front of people, good things happen. Right. If they're qualified, again, I don't go do I don't go do an unqualified presentation. If somebody tells you, hey, my 15 year old cousin wants to hear this. Well, he's 15. He can't do this or buy this. So let's not waste my time or your time where you're going to get an, a negative response to it. And you're going to just waste your time. Let's go see qualified people. Right. If you're selling Mercedes Benz, you don't go you don't go to the nothing wrong with anybody's job. But you don't go to the kid at the 7-Eleven. Right. He just he's not he's not game for what you're selling, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. And so we get, and so I know that that happens, but let's be real. Like, you know, I would say 60% of my family is not even a client, and I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm finding like, that's typical. Th that you're not going to build a business for your family. Yeah, I'm finding that tip it's typical. And, and even in my own family, I, like I said, my mom's a network marketer, or she's an MLM or network marketer, yeah. Uh, but she's the only one in my family, really, who's actually doing this some of them join to be some of them join just to be like supportive you know or just get their mm -hmm. product yep. on discount but in terms of actually doing this and growing your business they're, no they're not doing that 
Yeah. And so, so, you know, um, by attracting somebody to it, you know, we still do 10, but you know, we do 10 or 15 warm market appointments, not a bunch, um, but enough to where they learn from somebody who's licensed to do what I do. Um, then I said, you know, I give them the system, I set them off on their own and they go and they go and make it happen. You know, this morning I woke up to, I don't know, uh, maybe 27 conversations on LinkedIn, um, uh, probably 38 or 39 on Facebook. And now I'm just responding to those people and we built some automations that, that talk to those people on automatic. And so now we're, we're again, just the ability to speak with highly targeted yeses or maybes is just a, a game changer. You can, you can reduce your, your frustration, you know, and, and we've all had, if you're, if you've recruited anybody in network marketing, you've had that person that walks into your office or, you know, or in, in our case, you know, a zoom presentation or whatever. And then they sign up and you never hear from them again. Cause it was really a no, but you're really good at getting them to say yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so now I said, look, I'm not, I'm not a person collector. I want to, I, I recruit builders. Mm -hmm. And so by implementing an automated system, a system where the only way you speak to them is if they're highly interested, you cut, you know, you cut through the fog and you have clarity moving forward. Mm -hmm. And you save a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. 100%. Now, I'm just curious because I did see something you posted in one of the groups that we're a part of. And do you get do you get a lot of your, your leads and stuff organically or do you do you have paid advertising? So, so um, yeah, I mean, right now, just about uh, I would say 80 percent of what we do is organic. I don't have any any uh, any major paid stuff. Um, but, but, um, you know, the campaigns of, I've launched some paid campaigns and, uh, and it's been, it's been doing pretty well. So, you know, um, I have, I hadn't launched the automation piece of this until recently, till COVID, you know, I've been a, I've been a, um, uh, you know, a techie for a while, but I was still doing most of the work, you know? So what I did essentially is instead of driving in South Florida from Homestead, which is, you know, two hours South of my office to West Palm beach, which is, uh, which is 45 minutes North of my office. And I lost an hour because I was driving. Now I do presentations back to back to back to back. This is about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. I would do presentations back to back to back to back to back on Zoom. And uh, because with what I do, you know, somebody could could make five or six hundred dollars per appointment, you know, per close. Um, you know, some of our reps, I mean, the record in our office is six grand in the first four days of getting started with it. So they, they're making good money and Zoom really sped things up. But I was still bumping into some no's and some you know, you know, yes, but, and all that stuff. And I said, okay, well, how can I automate some of this? Because when, if you're saying something, you know, 15 or 20 times a day, that's probably something you can automate. That's probably something you can, you can remove yourself from and, and get a piece of technology to do it for you. As long as it still has a human touch. I, I really think that's important. Um, you know, so, so I, that's when I started shifting to that. And I really have, uh, have had that going since March. And for most people, 2020 is a year that, a year to forget, right? Not a year to remember. Um, but to us, it's been one of the best years so far. I mean, it's been it's been awesome. July, which is typically a terrible month, awesome, an awesome month. Okay, has been. And when I say terrible, it's still it's still a decent month. But you know, you're not like in, in for us. July has been a month where you know you're you're gonna miss your goal by you know 20, 30, 40 percent. And we've exceeded our goals this year by, you know, probably 15 or 20 percent. And so it's been an awesome thing to, to get that thing now turning and starting to work for you. And uh, and even, you know, sharing with some of our teammates. I, I know I have teammates that um, that 
early on resist technology because they're just not used to it. And, and everybody in network marketing is telling people, this is how you do it. You go talk to 50, like, um, listen, I've never, not once talked to a stranger at Walmart, at, uh, a mall at, you know, the, the coldest thing I've ever done out and about prospecting was if I sat down with a waiter who was really good, I said, man, you're super sharp. I think you would do awesome at our business. Why don't we chat? That's the, that's the only thing I've done out and about Everything else, I've got, I've gotten every single prospect out of social media, and uh, and learning digital marketing. That's awesome, and I agree. I agree. Like I, I did the whole walking in Walmart and Target thing. It was very uncomfortable for me. It didn't feel natural mm -hmm. or organic. It felt very much. Um, what did they say? The it wasn't the path of least resistance. Right. And so I. Right. I, I, 100%. People. people are, you know, people are okay with talking to a stranger, but not somebody that they, they're, they're not okay with doing the work to build a relationship. Um, and I think like what you're doing is the best thing anybody could do because you're building relationships with people without them having to be here, right? right? They're getting to know you, who you are. If you guys, if you and them line up, this is, I don't know if you've ever read the book, uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, but if you have not, that is uh, a book that's a must read, right? Okay. I haven't read it, so I and won't read that. If people... Okay, awesome, awesome. So, so what he talks about is people. If you find the early adopters, the people who believe what you believe, not convince somebody to believe differently, but find the people who believe what you believe, then it's going to be the best ride ever. And I, I have found that to be true. And so, if the people who believe what you believe right now, listening to you, um, you know, uh, they, they they find that they align with your thinking, they should join your business, and you guys should work together. That's as simple as that. Because there's nothing like a kindred spirit meeting, another, you know, two kindred spirits meeting each other and going after a goal together. Mm -hmm. That's that's just like everything. It, it makes everything so much easier. It, it allows you to like, um, you know, have a foxhole buddy when the bombs are dropping. You have a foxhole buddy that you can get in the foxhole and say, OK, that didn't work. Let's retarget. Let's do something a little bit different, and let's go back out there and fight again. You know. Yeah. So I really, I really believe that that that's the best thing you can do is is build a relationship with somebody, and um, but you know on social media the 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 kind of the saying you know around network marketing is oh just spam everybody, and um, although you'll get some results, you know that's not. I, I think if you really create a system that's building relationships for you and and putting out content and all those things um you're gonna you're gonna see some some big results hey thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe and share this episode would you like to be a part of my downline and learn how to put your mlm business on autopilot if so go ahead and apply to join my downline it's 100 percent free by visiting mlmbadassbabes.com